We are so glad to have Brother Gabriel Vasquez with us today. We're going to ask that you just enter into the praise and worship of the service with us today as long as well as the word and ask God to be a blessing to you and to bless the service. We're going to take a moment and we're going to pray and then I'm going to get into the word. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for the power that it has within it of its own to change us and to change and to for better, Father, for to change our hearts and lives into who you want us to be, which is the very express image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us, dear God, to live our life according to your word, that we might be better vessels for your namesake, your king, your glory, and honor and praise. And Lord, we ask that you'd help us to let our light shine so that others may see Jesus in us. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. If you have your Bible with you today, I ask you to turn with me to John chapter 8. While you're doing that, I'm going to get my water. And once you find it, if you would, stand as we honor God at the reading of his word this morning. John, Gospel of John, chapter 8. Verse number 12 says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that you bless it, minister to us, to it, to us with it, and help us to live it out. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated this morning. Today's message is titled, Light Bearers. In other words, we all bear the image of something out Whether it's good or bad. Whether it's evil or, or holy and righteous. Whether it be uh, sin or righteousness. Whatever it is. That is what we need to be exhibiting in our life. There needs to be an image inside of us. There needs to be uh, something that we're showing the world that they need that they don't have. You know, because whenever we live our life for Jesus, we're going to show them a better way to live than what they're doing right now. Because they have to see and know that the only way they're going to get to heaven is through putting their faith in Jesus Christ. And you know what? This part just, just told us, it says, let me reread it again just for emphasis here today. It says, I am the light of the world. In other words, he shows us the way to God. Jesus told his disciples one day when he was talking with them, they said something about having to see the Father, and, they, and Jesus answered them and said, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Because they are both God. Jesus the Son is the Son of God. God is God the Father, and Holy Spirit is also God. So there's three Godhead, three people in the same one Godhead. In other words, there's only one God, but there's three persons to the Godhead. 
There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we need to understand that when Jesus told his disciples that if you've seen the Father, you've seen me. Or if you've seen me, actually. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, is what he said. And we need to understand today, folks, that Jesus wants to direct your steps to God. He wants to lead you in the right way, the right path of righteousness and holiness. He wants you to get in behind him and be willing to, to go in the same direction that he goes. Because he's only going to take you in the right direction. He's only going to take you in righteousness. He's only going to take you down the path of holiness and purity. He's only going to take you down the path that leads into heaven and the things of God. So we can never go wrong by following that direction. Let me give you a quick example. I look at the Bible as being my spiritual GPS. Because there's times I'm driving down the road and I have no idea of how to get to a certain place. Until what I do is I take my phone and I type in where it is I'm wanting to go. And then I hit the word map. And then all of a sudden it pops up. And it shows me the directions to get me to where I want to be. Even though I've never been there before in my life. Even though I've never had any reason to be that going that direction before in my life. All of a sudden, I now know, because of technology, how to get somewhere that I had no idea of knowing how to before. So all i got to do is hit the word go, and then it starts to tell me, well, you turn right here. You go three miles, you turn left here, you go a quarter of a mile, you take a slight right turn. In other words, it tells me step by step by step what I need to know in order to get where I want to go. The same thing spiritually when you read the Word of God. It will tell you how to get to your destination. It tells you from step to step to step. It tells you you've got to walk in purity. You've got to walk in peace. You've got to walk in, in righteousness. You've got to walk in forgiveness. You've got to walk in love. You have to walk in all these different areas, ways of, of life, spiritually speaking, that is. And whenever we do, we're going to find out, guess, guess what we're going to find out? That at the end of the journey, heaven is our home. Amen. But it's only by faith in Christ. You have to, that's your go button. Your faith. Put your faith in Jesus Christ if you've not already done so. I encourage you to do that before you leave here this morning. Because that's going to be the most important decision you'll ever make. You might have thought to yourself, well, no, the most important decision I'll ever make is my prayer for my uh, uh, spouse. That'll be my most important decision. No. My most important decision is what kind of car I want to buy. No. My most important decision is what house I want to live in. No. Those are all secondary. They're important decisions. But the most important is your eternal destiny. And you've got to decide for yourself. I wish I could grab some people by their shirt lapels and shake them until they're finally saying, Yes, I'll take Jesus. Yes, I'll take Jesus. But I can't do that. You can't roughshod people into the kingdom of God. The Bible tells us to love them into the kingdom of God. In other words, I take them just like they are. I, I, I catch the fish 
and I take it in my hand, and then and then I begin to clean it. But I don't get to clean it until it's caught. Well, the same thing in a person's life. Until they come to know Christ as Lord and Savior, then we should not be expecting the people that come in these doors to necessarily be a Christian. Did you know that? We, we are open to the public. We're open to lesbians and, and gays. We're open to drunkards and prostitutes and drug dealers and drug users and people addicted to pornography. These doors are open to all those people. But now, I will tell you this. We're not going to allow them to sit in the house of the Lord and be drinking their beer and wine and whatnot. We're not going to be allowing the gays and the lesbians to be kissing each other in the house of God. There are certain things that's not going to happen. You say, well, Pastor, you're being intolerant. No, I'm not. I'm being godly. Amen. Amen. Because that's what the Bible tells me. That's right. So I love the sinner, but I hate the sin. Amen. Amen. And we need to understand today, folks, that as we do that, the, the light of Jesus begins to shine through you. It begins to shine. Because, and why? Because Jesus got to tell us, I am the light of the world. He didn't say that this, at this point, he didn't say you are. He said, I am. But guess what? When you become a Christian, he comes and lives inside of you. And when he does, then this next passage of Scripture becomes possible. <coughs> Let's turn over to Matthew chapter 5. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 5. This part becomes possible once that first thing is settled. Once that you know Christ as your Lord and Savior then this other part becomes possible. It says in verse chapter 5 of Matthew, verse 14, it says, You are the light of the world. A city, it says you, now, now it transfers to you. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all those in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. In other words, it says, Jesus goes from saying in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world, to saying in Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the world. And that's because you, as a Christian, have become a representative of the kingdom of God. Amen. In other words, when people look at you, they need to see a different life than what they... Especially if they knew you beforehand. I, I tell you what, let me give you a quick example. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back by any means, but I'm going to use myself as, as an example. I used to work at a place called Embank Dallas in downtown Dallas. And I was there for six months before I become a Christian. And I tell you what, you knew I wasn't a Christian. Every other word was a cuss word. Uh, my lifestyle just didn't show anything about it. Christ or anything about the church or anything about God, none of all that. I mean, my life was just completely vacant of all those things, okay? Now, after six months, this happened on a Friday night, the weekend of, what? let's see, in September it would have been what, Labor Day? I get them confused sometimes. Labor Day. The weekend of Labor Day. It was a Friday night. I went, 
and met a friend of mine at a bar. We went, it was a place called Bronco Bowl. I don't know if anybody knows where that is. It's in Dallas. Anyways, I don't even know if it's still in existence or not. It's been so long ago. But anyways, that night, I went to Bronco Bowl. We sat in a bar. We drank. But I'd only, this night, I only had two beers, okay? Anyway, that's all I had was those two beers. And the, when the police, when we left, my friend made the mistake of trying to run from the security guard. Well, he chased us and caught us, called the police. They came out and arrested us. And he tried to convince the cops I had been one driving the car. Well, I hadn't been. But anyways, this was my best friend at the time now. Anyway, he tried to convince them that I had been driving the car. And they said, no, we know that this other guy did because the security guard told us. So anyways, we got both got taken down to downtown to the police station. And they took me over to the Salvation Army to quote unquote sleep it off, but I wasn't even drunk. But anyways, they asked me how much I had to drink. I told them two beers. They said, that's the universal answer. So anyway, they went ahead and took me in and arrested me public intoxication. And so that night, the Lord began dealing with me. And I gave my heart to Jesus in that holy cell at the loose Derek jail system. And I tell you what, my life has never been the same since. But what, I, what I'm trying to say is this, is that God knew that I needed his help. And he finally turned my life around. And I am now serving the Lord, praise God. So I'm no longer vacant inside about the Lord and about the things of God and the kingdom of God. I have all of that at work inside of me because of who Jesus is, because of his spirit. His spirit is at work inside of me, performing the works that need to be done to show God how much I love him. The Bible says, if I love him, I will keep his commandments. So that's what I do. I have been trying my best under the power and the influence of the Holy Spirit to do what he wants me to do. And when I do, guess what? I'm releasing that light. Because there's a light inside of me that didn't used to be there. It was nothing but darkness. And let me tell you something, folks. If you're walking in darkness, you can't very well see where you're going. I know I tried. I've stumped my toe more than once in life because I didn't think to myself, well, I ought to just reach over here, flip the light on, and then I can see where I'm going. I thought, I can manage this. i got it pretty well memorized. I can get to my bed without having to do that. Bam. One, one toe. Bam. The other toe. I tell you, I, I sometimes feel like I've walked through a landmine. But you know what? God is with us. And he's going to show us the direction to take. And when we do, we're going to have that light inside of us. It'll be, it'll be radiating through you. You know, have, how many of y'all ever been to a candlelight service? You know, what you do is, at least the ones that I've been to are like this. You're in, it's usually held at night, and you go to the, in the, and you're sitting in the dark, and then they take a light. And they begin to go one to one to one to one. And they begin to light everybody's candle until they're all lit. Up until then, pretty much darkness. Hardly able to see it all. But once the lights were lit, and there, say, for instance, this house was full right now. And we had a whole lit house full of candles. 
guess what? It'd be a whole lot brighter than just sitting in the darkness. And it would be because the light is, a, is on. Same thing if we're sitting in the dark here and at night and then we turn the light on. All of a sudden, the room fills with the light. Not just a candle, but the light itself begins to illuminate. Let me, I hope I've got it still with the place on my phone where I had it before. I'll be with y'all in just a second here. I want to read to you a, a definition of light. Yes, here it is. There's a couple of them I want to read. Something that makes vision possible. In other words, you'd be able to see things around you, as we just mentioned. Then there's one more here. Spiritual illumination. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Let's turn in our Bibles. Let's turn in our Bibles to... What was it? Oh... Oh, well, I'll just tell you what it says. Uh, my mind's not clicking on all cylinders at this time for some reason. But it, it says that, and I can't even think of it. I tell you, you believe me, you don't have a pastor with Alzheimer's up here, okay? I'm not, I just can't think of some of the things that I'm going to, I try to get ahead of myself. But anyways, we've got a light inside. That's what the main point of this message is today. And we are to be the bearers of that light. We are to let it shine. In, in, in the last verse of John, I mean Matthew 5, I'm going to go back there again. That one I do know. I'm going to read that one one more time. 5 verse 13, no 16. It says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. I, I remember part of what I was thinking of saying now. There was, there was a time in my life that I was not living for God, but then God changed me. And all of a sudden, I began to live in a different way. And, and people that had known me at work, when I went in that following Monday afternoon, I had made, it was, God had made such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful difference in just three short days in my life. And I went in Monday afternoon and I began telling people about Jesus. And I began, and I had taken out a piece of paper and ran copies of it, about 20 of them. And there was about how many there was in my department that it was there. And anyway, I began to hand them out to everybody. And when I handed them out, one out to my boss, he finally comes over to me and he says, I need to see you in my office. And I said, okay. So I was hoping it would be to, have, to accept Jesus, but that wasn't the case. He said, you can't do this. And I said, I can't do what? And he said, you can't hand these things out. And I said, why not? They need Jesus. He said, that may be, but you can't do this when you're working. And I said, okay. Well, it just so happened. And, and I would try to witness to people while I was sitting there at my, de at my work area, I was trying to witness to people as best I could, and he told me I couldn't do that either. Well, I said, okay. 
So I kept my mouth shut about it. And then there was this lesbian, though, that was at the workplace. And she made no bones about it. She would sit there in detail telling you about what she and her girlfriend did over the weekend and over this day and the night and everything. And she would give it in pretty much explicit detail. And I finally went to my boss and I said, "Then I said, if I don't get to tell about Jesus, she don't get to tell about this garbage. He says, what garbage? And I said, that garbage she's spouting off about her and her girlfriend. I said, if I, should, if I don't get to share about Jesus, she don't get to share about that stuff. So he pulled her into his office. And she didn't get to talk about that stuff. I mean, I'll fair about, turn about fair play, so to speak. But what I'm saying is, is that people need to know about Jesus. There was only two people in that department that were devout Christians. And that was, up until then, there had only been one. But once I got saved, there was two. And I, they would call on one of us two to pray over the potlucks we would have at the, at the bank. And uh, it was either me or Miss Ada. Miss Ada was even more outspoken than I was. And believe it or not, I was pretty outspoken. But she was even more so than I was. She would tell you how the cow ate the cabbage and everything else. And she was a good witness for God, I tell you. And what I'm saying is, is this, is that that light has to shine. I, I don't want anything to cover it up. You know, there's a song we sing that we're about to sing as our benediction here in just a little bit called This Little Light of Mine. We sing that on Thursday mornings as we're about to leave on our prayer meetings on Thursday mornings and men's prayer meeting here at our church. <coughs> we sing it as we're about to walk out the door. And I tell you what, it makes a difference, folks. When you're living in the light, when you're showing people the way to Jesus, when, when God is able to use you in the way that he wants to and desires to, there's something inside of you that needs to be released. There's this movie I watched sometimes called War Room, and there's this woman on there, and she's telling the people, she said that... Uh, she said that, uh, I see in you a warrior that needs to be released. And that's what I'm trying to tell us today is this, that we have a warrior on the inside of us, and his name is Jesus. He is the Lion of Judah, praise God. Amen. And he's roaring today. And that voice is yours and mine as we combine together to roar against the evilness of this world. Our light will outshine the darkness. Now I remember where I was going to take us. <laughs> it's in John chapter 1. The Gospel of John chapter 1. I knew if I circled that thing long enough I'd remember it. It says this. In verse 1, John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing, made, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. That word comprehend means it didn't overcome Brother David, do me a favor. Mm -hmm. Turn off those two switches right there for just a moment. <laughs> 
I want us to see something. It was light. Now it's a little bit on the dark side. Turn it back on. Now we have the light again. You see what I'm trying to get across, I hope, is this. That there, there's what you might call an on and an off switch in each in each one of us. On the inside of each and every one of us, there's an on and off switch. And we can choose each day whether it's going to be on or whether it's going to be off. You just saw a minute ago, there became so much less light in here when you turn those two small switches off. All of a sudden, it became a lot darker. And that's and there was still some light surrounding, but not very much. But what I'm trying to get across to us this morning is, if you don't get anything else I've said today, that whenever you have your light off, people aren't going to be able to see Jesus. But when you have it on, they're going to be able to see Jesus. They're going to see God. They're going to see the word of the Lord. They're going to see everything else that God wants to show through you. Because that's how we're going to reach this world. Did you know that a non-Christian is not going to win a non-Christian to the world, to the Lord? They're going to win them to the world, but they're not going to win them to the Lord because they don't have the Lord inside of them. They don't have the Lord living on the inside, and therefore that light is still off and will continue to be off until you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And let me tell you something. Here's the kicker to it. If your light never gets turned on, you're going to hell. Plain and simple. You'll go to hell. Because you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And that means that there will be gnashing of teeth and wailing and dark, eternal darkness for all time and the kicker of it all is you will continually 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 be burning and burning and burning for all eternity there was a man who ended up going to hell one day one time and he looks up in towards heaven and he talks to one of the saints and he says can you at least come down and dip my tongue with some water? And the, and the, and the person said, nope, can't do it. We, there's a chasm here. And I can't get to you, and you can't get to me. In other words, you're going to be tormented for, the, for all eternity. eternity. I can't even begin to tell you what eternity is. Even when they made cars worth something. I might have had a car that would last me 30, 40, 50 years even. But guess what? They don't make them like that anymore. About every five or six years, they play out, and you got to buy another one. But what I'm trying to say is this. Even when I had a car that would last 50 years, that was nothing compared to eternity. So don't. Don't turn your back on us. Don't, don't push him aside this way. If he's dealing with you today, please, 
accept his invitation. Because he just wants what's best for you. And does that mean that once I accept Jesus that everything's going to be okay for my life? That I'll never have another problem as long as I live? No. Matter of fact, you'll have more problems than you'll be able to shake a stick at. But guess what? You'll have a person named Jesus Christ who's right there with you to help you through every trial, every tribulation, every persecution, every difficulty, everything that you ever go through in life. The Lord is right there with you. And so I'm here to tell you today, folks, make sure that you know that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Because if you don't, you're going to spend eternity in hell. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this word today. Lord, we want to be like bearers. We want to make sure that our light is on this morning. And that it's shining bright. And that it's showing forth your praises, Father God. So that others can see Christ in us and come to know you as their own personal Lord and Savior. Father, I wish I could shake some people by their lapels and say, get saved. And I can't do that. It's a work that's between you and them. So, Father, I pray right now, if there's anyone within the sound of my voice right now who doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that they'll accept him as such before they leave this place this morning, dear God. Because God is the most important decision they'll ever make in their life. We ask your Heavenly Father that you would just show forth who you are and help us, Father, Put our faith and trust in you. And we'll be careful to give you all praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm going to ask as I always have, have been here lately. Is there anyone here today who's willing to say, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior, but I want to accept him as such today. Would you raise your hand when we pray with you the prayer of salvation? Yes. Oh, Father, you've seen these hands raised. I pray to God that they'd be willing to take the next step, and that's to admit their faults, admit their sins, admit their guilt in their sins, and ask you to forgive them of their sins, and to cleanse me, cleanse them from all unrighteousness. Lord, I pray now in the name of Jesus that as I utter this prayer, that they would repeat it after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you for to forgive me of all of my sins. I confess them to you. I admit my guilt of my sins. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And to cleanse me from all of my unrighteousness. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart and into my life. And begin to live your life in me and through me from this day on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you just said that prayer and you just got saved, and if you said it especially, I tell you what, it's a, it's a good thing to know that your name has just been added to the Lamb's Book of Life. That song we sang earlier, A New Name and Glory. Guess what? That's your name now. Praise God. I tell you, it is so wonderful.
to be added to the kingdom of God Amen. and to know him as your Lord and Savior. Now there's no doubt when you get to heaven that you'll know that heaven is your home. And I tell you what, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Praise God. Let's stand. As we do, we're going to tell you once again, if you just said that prayer over Facebook Live, you also just got added to the Lamb's Book of Life. You're also a born-again Christian in Christ Jesus. And we ask that if you'd like to, you can become part of what God's doing here at this church, located at 201 West Royce Boulevard, spelled R-E-U-S-S. We'd be glad to have you. The service starts at 1030 on Sunday morning, 6 o'clock Sunday night, Tuesday night, prayer meeting, 714. God bless you. We love you. And you're dismissed. We're going to sing one song, and then we're going to be dismissed. We're going to sing this little light of mine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Don't let the devil poof it out. I'm going to let it shine. Don't let the devil poof it out. I'm going to let it shine. Don't let the devil poof it out. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Praise God. We love you. God bless you. You're dismissed.